Australia. How are you going? Hang on. That's right. It's NBA Australia. It is Tuesday, November 23, all day. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. Rolling Stone, Triple J, whoever else wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff, that booze money, here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season. That's what we do while ripping Strayer a bit. We don't take things too seriously, do we? Nah, we're not, bro. We leave that for the nerds. God, they love the serious stuff. I'll tell you what's not serious. Carl Kuzma's sweater. <laughs> That's a grandma sweater. Loved it. Uh, we've got some Kings coaching candidates. We've got the fallout from the beef stew, LeBron James altercation, and 10 games to talk about in the NBA Australian game wraps today. We've got a juicy slapper. That's not a night, mate. Old mate, no mates. Uh, spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. We've got Yeah Nas. We've got the unpopular opinion of the day. And we've got our back take house where we're serving up a flame grill take. There's Australian player watch. It's chockers today. Love that. And we've got a Shane Hill shooter, shoot, shoot your shot, light him up award. It's a little bit different today. Like this one. Uh, we've got the game previews and picks for tomorrow, and we'll finish off with a quick jingles, HR. Love that one today as well. So get into it. Let's do it. Episode 704 of NBA Strayer. Let's go. All right, support for NBA Australia is brought to you by Manscaped to the men's below the waist grooming. That's it, grooming. Champions of the world. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and they just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, all across Australia, New Zealand. Uh, I got one for the old man. He's already loved it. It's pretty funny. Going, hey, Dad, what do we get here for your birthday? And he's sitting there having to tell you know everybody what he got. I'm like, this is it. You shouldn't be embarrassed because there's over two million other men worldwide who trust Manscaped. And so they've got this exclusive offer just for you that you can join in as well. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. Seriously, uh, we got to be some of the uh, first folks to try the new 4.0. I was blown away, but I love it. I love all the different sort of aspects of it. You got the wireless charging, you got the trim guards, but you got the light. And the advanced skin-safe technology. That's right, the ceramic blade. I love it. It's just like this house. No nicks. Nobody nicks. There you go. Uh, but either way, you can sit there, go to town, and uh, essentially really just sort of uh, make sure that your tree is looking and the shrubs are looking good this holiday season. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Essentially, it boils down to the idea. If you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, that's bloody gross. Get a hold of yourself, man. You've been doing it wrong. Grow up. Get your own ball hair and body hair trimmer with Manscaped. Make me time the best time. And enhance your confidence with some nice smooth boyos. There you go. Yes, hello. Uh, 20% off and free shipping of the code straight at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you and so will anybody else who goes anywhere near them. So 20% off and free shipping with the code straight at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping. At manscaped.com. There you go. And use the code STRAYER. Don't use the code Jimmy, use your words, because that won't work. <laughs> but either way, unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Yeah. 
This is Matthew Delvedover and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. You better watch out for the beef stew attack if you're LeBron James. They play again next week. That's going to be pretty good. But anyway, let's get into that. Let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with a daily whip around. There you go. LeBron beef versus beef stew. Suspensions. LeBron, he cops a one-game suspension. Uh, and Isaiah Stewart for violently headbutting LeBron's elbow and bleeding everywhere gets a two-game suspension. Yes, you heard that right. The guy who elbowed somebody in the head gets one game. The guy who took umbrage at being elbowed in the face is suspended for two games. Huh. This might pop up again later. Uh, LeBron Jones also apparently tried to track down Isaiah Stewart's phone number after the game to apologise and let him know that it was inadvertent because oh, we all know that LeBron's not a dirty player. We all know that. Oh, we know he's not dirty. Nah. If you listen to fucking anybody who's busy tickling his balls, that's what you hear. Uh, but that'll cost LeBron James almost 300k uh, for the suspension of Beef Stew. That's about, I don't know, 50 grand. <laughs> Bit of a difference. Rookie scale, what's going on? Uh, the Lakers actually, weirdly enough, because he gets suspended, they save about half a million bucks because they don't have to pay him for that one game. Or at least, like, it's like half of it I think they don't have to pay. Uh, in terms of, like, the luxury tax. So it could save him about half a mil. It's crazy. Because what is it? Four times the amount over the uh, luxury tax. Boom. Crazy. So, you know, LeBron just gets suspended a couple more times. And the uh, buses can afford a new uh, yacht. Nice one. All right. Other news. So, look, I'll talk about LeBron and Beef Stew a little bit later again. Bit on the nose. Obviously, Beef Stew's out there trying to escalate the situation. But as I think I tweeted out or something, it's like, Come on, man. Like, the dude fucking elbowed Beef Stew in the face, and all Beef Stew did was yell and try to get some cardio in. <laughs> it's not his fault that six dudes were trying to hold him back because they thought he was maybe going to try to fight LeBron. Luke Doncic, he's questionable to play tomorrow against the Clippers. Pretty interesting stuff. Um, basically, sort of interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Uh, because... We still don't really know how this happened because it was kind of off camera and uh, he's got a sort of twisted ankle, twisted knee, but it looks like he might be okay. He participated in some scrimmages with the Mavs, so we'll see how he goes, but it'd be nice to have Luca back. Speaking of being back, Joel Embiid, uh, he was working out at the Sixers practice facility, which is kind of nice. So Embiid spoke about that today. He passed one of the tests. I think he's another big one today. After that, we have to decide what we want to do, but the fact that he's out working again is huge. Yes, it is. And the Sixers just got a big win in uh, today as well, which is massive. Pretty much any game that they picked up while Embiid was out felt like a bonus, and uh, today was another one. Other news, Shemi Ogilvy. Oh, not Shemi. Uh, out at least three weeks, according to the Bucks. Uh, Mikey B, Mike Bordenhoiser, was like, yeah, it's a significant injury. Um, it's a right soleus muscle. That's a calf injury. He hurt that against OKC. So three weeks is a pretty big one. Uh, he also missed training camp and regular season games already with a calf injury, so hopefully Shemi's okay. Uh, other news, the Spurs. Um, you might not have noticed, but the Spurs aren't good. And they had a players-only meeting in the locker room after they got uh, drubbed by Minnesota last week. They weirdly then got a bunch of days off, right? They didn't play over the entire weekend, and then they came out today, 
and uh, got their ass handed to them by Phoenix. Had a nice little fight back at the end, but still. Uh, Thad Young's like, yeah, we took that butt whooping. We went back to the locker room. We talked for 20, 30 minutes, the whole team. Everyone voiced their issues issues and their points. And it's a uh, fascinating idea, right? Like the Spurs are a really young team, a couple of vets there, a really, really smart, uh, experienced coaching staff, obviously headed by Coach Pop. But this is one of those things. We talk and talk and talk about how Pop is a genius, and it's like, oh, well, well, you know, he's one of the greatest coaches ever. And while the rest of the NBA is like, oh, let's just get sort of uh, smart with how we score points. Layups, free throws, and threes. They're good. And Pop's like, nah, fuck it, man. Let's get dudes who can't shoot and mid-range shooters like DeMar Rosen or LaMarcus Aldridge because I'm Pop and I know best. Um, meanwhile, they've not been good. <laughs> but they do have a bunch of young dudes. The problem is DeJunte Murray, not much of a shooter. They do have some other shooters on that roster, Lonnie Walker, Devin Vassell, etc. But it's just an interesting, weird mix mishmash of a uh, roster where you got dudes like Derek White still there and all the other vets sort of moved on, including Patty Mills, obviously, Rudy Gay this offseason, Tamar Bounces, and they're kind of just here. <laughs> just doing things. They're scrappy, they play hard, but they just don't have that uh, over-the-top edge. Anyway, we'll talk about them later. But a players over meeting only uh, this early in the season, not great. Speaking of players meetings, I guess, uh, Luke Walton. He got fired, remember? So the odds are out. Who's going to replace him long-term? Uh, Alvin Gentry's there at the moment. He's 7-1 to long-term. Becky Hammond's at 11-2. to uh, But the favourite at the moment is weirdly Kenny Atkinson, who you remember from being unceremoniously booted to the fucking curb. Once they got KD and Kyrie. Uh, Kenny's going to be watching that Kyrie situation unfold going, <laughs> best of luck, fuckheads. Boom! Uh, he's hanging out with Golden State at the moment. And if you meet, if you ask me, like Kenny Atkinson, pretty good coach. His in-game stuff was a bit of a struggle uh, throughout the years that I watched him uh, with the Nets. Uh, you know, up close and personal when we were still in New York. And uh, then from afar, he got, you know, better and better and better at it. And then, you know, developed their young dudes into like a pretty good team. And then it all sort of uh, got too big too quick. And obviously, KD and Kyrie are like, who the fuck is this guy? And he's like, I'm a scrapper from Long Island, motherfuckers. And they're like, whatever. Bye, Felicia. And off he went. But I feel like he's just pretty happy in Golden State, right? Like getting paid a shit ton and you don't have the pressure. Because this is a dude who was like, you know, fucking copying, uh, you know, health concerns about all the stress and everything. So anyway, Darvin Ham's at 8-1. to one. Doug Christie and Mike D'Antoni at 10-1. It's been interesting with Mike D'Antoni. Does feel like a very Mike D'Antoni kind of move, doesn't it? Bobby Jackson, Mark Jackson, they're twelve to one. The Van Gundys, Jeff and Stan, fourteen to one. Charles Lee, sixteen to one. Sam Cassell, the Big Balls Dan, sixteen to one. I like the Sam Cassell fit. Let's do that. Um, but either way, and that's kind of it in terms of other news for today. Um, there's sort of nothing more about Joker's wrist. Hopefully he's uh, back soon. Uh, but more than anything else, you know. We're into the uh, nuts and guts of the season. So let's talk about it with some game wraps. Game wraps, 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 game Darius Judy Garland at 16 in the first half. Rubio was shredding. The problem is then uh, Rubio just didn't hit another shot basically the rest of the game. And then there was a massive run by the Nets at the end of the third quarter. 
after it had been looking pretty dire, kicked off basically by a massive big Paddy Mills three about halfway through the uh, third quarter. And then that sort of got the lead from the Cavs back under 10. And then Cam Thomas, the rookie out of LSU and Paddy Thrills, just traded buckets the rest of the way and the Nets led. It was a 32 to 19 quarter. It was huge. And then the Nets sort of just held him off down the stretch. Even though the Cavs retook the lead right at the end, like uh, go the throw Jared Allen, a.k.a. former Brooklyn Net Jared Allen, um, they got ahead with like four minutes to go. Like Garland smashed it in a uh, shot after Allen had a big dunk to take the lead, and they fought all the way to the end. But this is the thing with Brooklyn. You just go, oh, they've still got Kevin Durant. Fuck. And then he throws it, and it's like, bang. Ah, oh, there's Patty Thrills knocking in a massive three. And that's kind of what happened, right? Like KD manufactured a beautiful couple of buckets. He hit like just a nice little pull-up uh, from about 10 feet. That was just mwah, kissing fingers emoji. And then Patty smashed in a dagger three to put him back up four late. LMA scored. Bloodsport. James Johnson just had an amazing back cut. It was all by himself under the basket. They're just like, ah, oh, fuck. Boom, up they go. Five five up with about a minute to go. And look, a couple of weird misses and fouls, but KD hit his free throws. Nets hold on. Uh, Cavs, look, you know they're going to keep fighting. Uh, they got go the throwback. They're pretty happy with that. He had 20 and 15 today. Darius Judy Garland had 24 and 11, but did shoot 9 of 27 and 2 of 10 from downtown. That's a tough one. Larry had 22. Not wild efficiency. The Nets, 27, 6, and 9 for KD. 10 and 10 from the free throw line. Bloody good. Harden went 14, 6, and 14. Again, not taking that many shots. Patty had 17. LaMarcus Aldridge, though, off the bench was very, very big time. 21, 11. He was awesome. Cleveland. Cleveland. Dropped the 9 and 9. Brooklyn, 13 and 5. And now in sole possession of first place. In the East. Charlotte! They beat Washington 109-103. Uh, the Hornets didn't score in this game for like the first four minutes. It was crazy. And then Terry Rose just smashed in like three threes in a row. I think Lamello had a bucket in the middle. And away they went. Uh, Lamello dropped eight right at the end of the first half. And the Hornets were up nine. And you're like, holy shit, how did that happen? Uh, he and Rose did most of the damage. On the flip side, Washington could hit anything. Dinwiddie just missed literally everything. Thiel was a bit off as well, and they just didn't have the flow that we've sort of seen earlier in this season. And that was how it sort of went the rest of this game. Like, Charlotte up 17 in the third, but the Wiz fought back, got it close again. It was it was only down four with, like, about, I don't know, a couple of minutes to go on the fourth. And then after KCP hit a three, it was like a two-point game with, like, a less than a minute to go. Uh, but Charlotte, Miles Bridges missed an alley-oop, but they got a steal off Montrez and uh, Rose nailed a dagger three. Uh, so it's like 13 seconds left, five-point game. Off they go. Kuzma misses his three after walking in in a very large sweater. His arms might have been tied. That was game. 18 on 18 for sh- shots for uh, Brad Beal. Kuzma at 11 points, 13 rebounds. He shot 5 of 12, though. Brutal. 17 points and four steals for KCP. Montrez had 24 and 18, but literally the rest of the team shot 12 of 40. Yikes. Dinwiddie was horrible. Uh, Terry Rose, he had 32. He was awesome. 8 of 11 from downtown for Terry. I love him. Scary Terry's back. I don't know what it is about the Hornets uh, jerseys, though. He just looks smaller than he ever did, though, in Boston. But either way, uh, who else? Lamello. He was bloody good today as well. 28 points, 13 rebounds, and 7 assists. Shot 10 at 24. He had 6 turnovers. Get that on the big jobs. 16 for Gordy. Miles Bridges had a bit of a rough one. 3 of 13 for his 6 points. But either way, Charlotte hold on. They're 11 and 8. Washington dropped to 11 and 6. 
Oh, the shine's off. OKC got beat by Atlanta, 113-101. I hate these orange OKC uniforms with just a burning passion. They're horrible. Uh, but OKC were kind of right there with Atlanta for uh, the first half of this. And then the offense just fell apart in the third. Giddy was actually shredding in the first half. I think he had like 9, 6, and 5. Um, but Atlanta just stuck the booty and held him to 11 points in the third quarter. And that was that. Atlanta just ran away with it after that. Because uh, the Thunder shot under 40%. No SGA. Baisley and Dort just couldn't hit a shot. Gids had 15, 7, and 8. He was the equal top scorer with Ty Jerome and uh, Dort. But, yeah, Dort was not uh, hitting shots. <laughs> Classic Dort fashion. Dort, number plates. We need more Dort. Number plates. Trey Young had 30 points and 6 assists. 13s each for Huera and Bogdan Bogdanovich. 10 and 14 for King Capella. And how was uh, John Collins at Tatola Cocktail? 11, 6 and 5 with 5 blocks. It's a block party. Okay, see, and now 6 and 11. Atlanta, 9 and 9. Houston got shit pumped by Boston, 108, 90. It wasn't even that close. Jalen Brown came back. But the Rockets, look. They made this a game early. They came out punchy, but uh, Boston used a big third-quarter run to uh, just run over the top of them, essentially. Like the D in the second half from Boston was pretty gnarly. Jalen Brown smashed in the third, so Houston had zero answers because they're bad. They just couldn't hit a shot. Their starters went 13 of 38 and 2 of 17 from 3. Yikes. 17 for Armoni Brooks off the bench, though. And uh, there was literally two players in double figures, he and Kenyon Martin, Jr., Bring back Dante Exum, you fucking cowards, Houston. Jesus, this is a shit show. Uh, the Celtics, Tatum had 30 again. That's three straight. Good on him. 36 and three for him. That's 30 points. Six rebounds and three assists, just to uh, make sure you know what I'm talking about. Al, average Al, had 11 and 11. Jalen had 19 points in his return. And Dennis Schroeder, I am German. Rondo, 18 off the bench. Romeo Langford was pretty handy as well. 10, so like lots of contributors up and down the roster there for Boston. Good win for them. That's three on the trot. Uh, Houston, they've lost, I believe, something along the lines of 15 straight. So in terms of uh, streaks that are not good, that's right there. Let's just check that, shall we? Because uh, that's not great. <laughs> in terms of uh, amount of 15 straight, that is absolutely unreal. They're 1-16 Boston, 10-8, and eight, feeling good about life again. Righto, what do we got next? We've got Indy beating the piss out of Chicago, 109-77. Cold shooting uh, early for the Bulls. Got down 15 very, very quickly. Lonzo started off 0-5. It didn't get any better. And it was actually just too big of a hole on a back-to-back to uh, fight back from for the Bulls. It was like a 15-point first quarter game. The paces were up. They built on that 21-point halftime deficit, and it was just over from there. It was like 28 going to the fourth, and... The Bulls just couldn't hit a shot. They went 6 of 28 from 3. Levine had 17. DeMar had 18. But no other real stats. Like two rebounds, three assists for Levine. One rebound, two assists for DeMar. They were the only two guys over double digits. Troy Brown went 2 of 9. 2 of 10 for Kobe. Kobe White. But yeah, on a back-to-back. Tough one. That's why I picked Indy yesterday. All starters were in double figures for Indy. 21-11-4 for the Suvlaki King. DeMar Sabonis. 16, 4, and 7 for El Presidente. Malcolm Brogdon, looking good too. Uh, 12 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 blocks for Miles Turner. It up. And uh, sweet baby, my sweet baby, Karis Carrots Levert. 12 points on 6 of 9. Nice shooting. Uh, Indy needed that win. They got it there. 11 uh, losses, 8 wins. Chicago, 12 wins, 6 losses. Orlando got shit pumped by Millie Walker. It's Gonk. I hear it's Algonquin for the good land. 123, 92. No Cole Anthony, and whoa. 36-point first half for Orlando. They were down 77 
to 36. That's not good. I'm no math magician, but that's not good. It was like 105, like 56 at one point. And then they let them score in the fourth quarter. But what a shit pumping. Suggs got killed. Mo Bumba stunk. Michael Mulder was shitty. He was like their best starter, and he went 4 of 11. Mo Wagner went off for 18 off the bench. RJ Hampton, the uh, AKA former New Zealand breaker, 14 points, but absolute horror show the rest of the way for the Magic Men. Uh, Franz Wagner was horrible. He's going to pop up again later. Nice rest for Giannis. 24 minutes and he nearly had a triple-double. Just a lazy triple-double. 12 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. Giroux had 18. Paddy Connaughton had 17 off the bench. Hit five threes. If you want to know how bad this was for the Magic, Grayson Allen dunked. They're 4-14, and 14, the Magic men. Milwaukee, 10-8. Minnesota kicked the shit out of the Pelicans. That's right, they're the Pelly. Cans! 110-96. Big second quarter for Mini. Busted this one open. Pels, look. They move Nicky Alexander-Walker to the bench. Devontae Graham's out with a sore foot. They're starting Thomas Sadoransky. And guess what? They're still shit. No Spindles Ingram basically rocking up in this one. He decided to go 2 of 13. So thanks for coming, Brandon. Uh, 5 of 12 for my name is Jonas Valanciunas. He and, and what, 13 and 6, Josh fucking ha! had 13, 5 and 5. And Nicky, he had 14, 5 and 3 off the bench. But they just stink. Uh, the Wolves, this was all their... Uh, Cat had 28, 10, and 2. Ant-Man had 18. But to tell you what, this was a good one for uh, Jared Vanderbilt and, and uh, Pat Bev. Just setting a pretty good tone of like 16, 11 for Vanderbilt. Pat Bev, they really sort of just go hammering songs and you kind of love it. Like, it's the opposite of D'Lo. D'Angelo Russell just... There is no player that you watch who just... You go, well, I don't really think he cares. It's like he and RJ Barrett. Anyway, uh, 3 of 16 for D'Lo. One of ten from downtown. He has zero conscious. He had 11 points. He had one more point than three-point attempts. That is fucking brutal. Uh, Malik Beasley goes three of ten as well. So one of seven from downtown for Malik. So they shot two of 17 from downtown between them. Luckily, they're playing the Pelicans. The Pelicans now three and 16. Minnesota back up to eight and nine. Phoenix outlasted San Antonio. Even after their uh, players-only meeting... Crazy game because the Suns got up handily and then right at the end, the Spurs ripped off a 16-5 to run out of absolutely nowhere. They were like 18 points down and it was like down to a three-point lead right there at the end, but Phoenix just held them at bay. A um, couple of really good last minutes from Phoenix when it, the going really got tough and uh, they kind of just managed to sneak this one out, which is pretty gnarly. Like In terms of the Suns, they kind of needed to uh, not fuck this up because... Even with like nine minutes to go, I mean, not nine minutes, like two minutes ago, it was a nine-point game is what I'm trying to say. And then Derek White just started hitting shots. Devin Vassell hits another three. It's like suddenly it's a three-point game after uh, DeJunta hits another uh, two, but they just ran out of time. (laughs) Like it's so weird because they had to foul down the stretch. Devin Booker hits one, and they just sort of held on. Like Phoenix scored basically like three points for the entire like last three minutes. Four minutes even. Uh, but held on. So five points in the last four and a half minutes for Phoenix and just held on. So tough one uh, for the Spurs. They had 18, 10, and 11 for DeJunte Murray. He's an absolute weapon. Derek White had 19. But the two of them combined to go one of eight from three. So I talked about that at the top. One of five for uh, D. White. over of three for DeJunte. Like Devin Vassell, he had 17. The Spurs went five of 20 from three. Just 
It's wild, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, the Suns, they shot 51% from the floor. Booker had 23, 21 and 14 for DeAndre Ayton. 12 points on 12 shots for CP3. But Cam brought the pain off the bench. That's right. Cam Payne for 20 points off the bench. Sham Wow hit three threes. And away they go. Phoenix have now won 13 on the trot. 13! They're 14 and 3. Meanwhile, San Antonio are 4 and 12. It's not going to get any better. <laughs> Jesus. And then we had an absolute, probably the best game of today. Memphis beat Utah 119-118. This was an absolutely awesome game. So if you're going to watch anything from today, go back and watch this. Right all the way through. It was tighter than the Ducks proverbial. Uh, massive end to it as well. Memphis came roaring back right at the uh, end of it. There's like a block by Gobert and then a huge three with about two minutes left by Bojan. They go back up three to the Jazz, having lost the lead. And they rip off like an eight-zip run. All by Bojan. Suddenly it's a six-point fucking Utah lead. But the Grizz, this is the thing when you've got someone like Jar Morant. There's a great story today uh, from Kirk Goldsbury about how Jar is basically the most dominant paint scorer in the NBA at the moment. And that's it. He just kept driving and going to the hoop and so did Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. And it all came down to like a weird inter- offensive interference call that was reversed and a jump ball ensued, right? And Jaron Jackson Jr. won it against Rudy Gobert, a bloke who's like a foot taller than everybody. Jar drives, they're down two, he finds Triple J, massive awesome kick out, bang, Triple J knocks in the three, there's like five seconds left, Donnie Mitchell, they've run the play for him at the end, Jingles finally gets the ball in, Donnie sort of turns the corner, keeps going away from the bucket, pulls off a horrible fadeaway, not remotely close, game over, the Grizz had lost by 43 just the other day to the Wolves, they turn around and beat the Jazz on the road, insane, like the Jazz are up like six with a minute and a half to go. And they blew this. So, tough one. I'm going to talk about that later. But, geez, they went 17 and 43 from downtown and just couldn't get over the hump. 24 for Bojan, 23 and 13 with five blocks. So, the Gabayas is Stafford Tower. And uh, Mike Conley had 19 points, eight assists. Donnie Mitchell, rough day for him. Five of 20 from the floor, 18 points, seven assists, four turnovers. Rudy had a tough one as well. Rudy Gay, one of six for him. Uh, Jingles didn't really light it on fire either. Jar Morant. Desmond Boone and Triple J were the uh, dominators for the Grizz. Jar had 32. He went 9 of 30 from the floor, but he's just that relentless. He got to the line 11 and shot 11 of 14 from the free throw line. Desmond Boone went 4 of 8 from downtown. He had 28 and Triple J. Absolutely incredible. 26 points, 8 rebounds, 3 steals and 2 blocks, 4 of 11 from downtown. He was awesome. Brandon Clark was all right. 10 and 9 for him. Slow-mo, Kyle Anderson, 8, 9 and 4, but... They're interesting three. It's not a big three, but they're pretty interesting three. Pretty bloody good. Utah now dropped 11 and 6. Memphis up to 9 and 8. And finally, Philly. Eke out a win over Sacramento. That's right. The dead, count, uh, dead cat bounce Kings didn't eventuate. They're 6 and 12 now. That's uh, not great. But either way, 102 94. Uh, no Tobias Harris or Seth Curry for the Sixers. And uh, this was a hilarious fall back to earth. Uh, for the Kings, having already dug themselves a massive hole. hole uh, but it's like, hey, we fired Luke Walton. We'll probably win again. No, fuck. Uh, it was a one-point game of the half. The Kings took control in the third quarter. But the Sixers just out of nowhere. Tyrese Maxey, Shake Milton, they rip off a 14-4 run in the middle of the fourth quarter to take the lead again. The Kings couldn't buy a bucket. But the thing is, nor could the Sixers. So it was like two one-legged blokes in an ass-kicking contest at that point. But then Shake got a massive shot to go. And Andre Drummond just snaffled literally every fucking rebound that was going 
against Rashawn Holmes, uh, who was trying his hardest, but Andre Drummond's just that much bigger than him that it was pretty unfair. So tough one for the Kings, tough loss. Like Buddy Hill had 21. He had, what, 5-11 from three. Darren Fox had 23 points, two assists, three turnovers. Halliburton goes, oh, a five. Oh, no. He had nine assists, though. And uh, 18 points, eight rebounds for Rashawn Holmes. But they went seven of 31 from downtown. So five of those are hit by Buddy. De'Aaron Fox hits one. Harrison Barnes, who has a pretty quiet game as well, 10-5-3 for him, two of eight from the floor. Everybody else missed a three. Davion Mitchell went 0-4, 0-3 for Halliburton from downtown. Mo Harkless went 0-2. Just bro- Even Bags got in there for 12 minutes, stunk up the joint, had 4-5, and five, went 0-2 from downtown. Why is Bags shooting threes? No one knows. The Sixers, meanwhile, this was sweet. Shake has 16 points, takes over late. He was unreal. 15 for Matty T. Absolute fucking terror. But Tyrese Maxey, one of my favorite players in a long time. 24 and 4 for him. Just the sheer size of his cojones. Uh, and Andre Drummond, 9 points, 23 rebounds. And they actually win a game. Three blocks as well. That's what happens when the other team doesn't really have a center. They have, uh, you know, one of those 4.5s in Rashawn Holmes. But anyway, massive win for the Sixers. They're now 10-8. Sacramento, as mentioned, dropped to 6-12. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performer of the night. That's not a knife. That's a knife. Terry Rose. I love Terry Rose today. He was awesome. The 32 points, the 8 from 11 from downtown. But I'm actually going to give this one to Jaron Jackson Jr., Going against the Defensive Player of the Year all game in Ruth Gobert. He ends up with 26 points, 8 rebounds, 3 steals, 2 blocks, and hits 4 threes. But I mentioned that that finishing sequence where he wins the jump ball against Rudy Gobert, taps it back, Jar gets it, Jar drives into the paint, Triple J sticks back out to the uh, perimeter, Jar kicks it over to him, Triple J just sort of wills it in, splash! The Grizzlies have the lead, and he just sort of did a little bit of everything in this game. Where it's like one of those games where you saw the good and the bad <laughs> a lot of time for Jaron. Because he'd get towed on one end, but then he'd do something a little bit good, and you're like, oh. But the Grizzlies' defense, like, they're, it's still not really on song. But I talk about this all the time, right? If the Grizzlies, if they have Morant, Bain, Triple J... If they have their dudes, if as long as nobody has like a really bad night, they can like 100% hang with anybody. So no Dylan Brooks in this one. Doesn't matter. Even Morant, even going 9 of 30, doesn't matter. Triple J goes off. 9 of 19 shooting, 4 of 11 from downtown. He was awesome, and I'm going to give it to him. So props where props are due. Jaron Jackson Jr. Today, you're the NBA Australia approved performer of the night. Who was Spud of the night, though? Spud, 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 2 of 13 from the floor, 1 of 7 from downtown. Ends up with 9 points, 8 rebounds. Oh, Chipman, that's not too bad, bro. 4 assists and 6 big turnovers. But then there's the clinches. Lonzo! He's back, baby! Woo! 
Oh, seven from uh, the floor in 25 minutes. He has five rebounds, two assists, and a turnover. He was a negative 32 on the court, was Lonzo. And Franz Wagner, hello. O of nine from the floor. O of three. Uh, oh, three from three. That's it. Three for three. Uh, four rebounds, an assist, and a turnover. He was a negative 38. Franz, but we don't like to shit on the rookies, so he's got to go to Lonzo. Who's old mate? No, mate. Old mate, no 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 mate. Who's got no mates today? So if you've listened to the show on the reg so far this season, uh, Reggie Bullock has sort of been a bit of a uh, sore sticking point for me. Uh, thinking about being, in terms of some of the worst off-season acquisitions, Reggie Bullock has not done anything at all well or good for the Mavs, essentially. And uh, Nick DePaula, sneaker guy Nick DePaula, had a bit of a laugh. I love this. He's out there shitting on uh, Reggie Bullock riding sniper alert on his Kobe's and then went 0 of 2 in 31 minutes. And then Reggie Bullock goes after Nick DePaula saying, who want to smoke with me? Do your job and take pics of shoes, sucker. Ah, Reggie, I kind of feel like you should actually do your fucking job, you idiot. (laughs) Oh, man, sniper alert. Yeah, you're fucking shooting yourself and your team in the fucking foot, you idiot. Uh, but of course, old mate Nomates has got to go to Kuzma. The grandma knitted me a jumper and says it all, I'll grow into it collection. Absolutely epic scenes on the internet because of that. LeBron shit on him. J.R. Smith shit on him. Isaiah Thomas shit on him. Boogie was shitting on him. He's out there in the fucking like, comments of his Instagram, basically in tears. You just know that he's in on his fucking phone going, oh, I've made a horrible mistake. Even NBA Paint had a great, every 25 likes this get, I'll make it bigger. And the series just kept getting better and better and better. Go check that out. But Kuzma getting shit on by everybody. He's basically a Phoenix Suns fucking groupie at this point. So good job, Kuzma. You made today very fun, if nothing else. Uh, pantsing of the night. Well, it would have been Kuzma, but no one could see his pants because his jumper was too fucking big. Uh, Kobe! Kobe White was negated by Miles Turner early and then posterized by Sabonis at the other end later. That was a tough one. Look, I love me some Kobe White on there on the uh, Chicago Bulls, and I love his tenacity. I love his approach. He's a very fucking cool dude. I love me some Kobe White. But Miles Turner just swatting him out of the air, and then Sabonis just fucking rumbling up the middle of the floor and going, who's that in my way? Bam, Suvlaki on your head. Tomatoes and bonus, just Kobe. Uh, Cam Thomas also copped a uh, welcome to the NBA moment when he was blocked by Kevin Love, question mark, in that Nets-Cavs uh, game, which was hilarious. Kevin Love's like, nah, I've got this. Oh, that's right, I am like 6'10". <laughs> Cam Thomas tried to throw it up there. Kevin Love just basically took it out of the air and went, get the fuck out of here, rookie. I'll see you later. All right, and finally, who was better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. And, of course, the 2017 NBA draft. Ah, jeez. So Lonzo goes to Tatum's out there knocking in a massive, massive three today. Uh, 30 piece, that's what he does. Donnie Mitchell is a bit shit today, but what are you going to do? I want to give this one to maybe Triple J a year later. Or how about just his little brother? So Lonzo goes 0 of 7 in 25 minutes. I already mentioned that. Lamelo though, did fucking everything for Charlotte in that big win over the Washington Wizards. 
Lamelo had 28, 13, and 7 with three steals. He went tw- 10 of 24 from the floor, 3 of 9 from downtown. He did have six turnovers, but guess what? That's better than his big fucking brother. So, Lamelo, once more, better than Lonzo Ball. All right, let's do some Yenars right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. 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 All right, let's do some Yanaz. They're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com. It's Melbourne uh, festive time. So if you're in Melbourne... Go to thedailyliquor.com and stock up on all the booze that you need with thedailyliquor.com. They've got wine, cocktails, beers coming out the wazoo. And if you bang in the code Strayer, you get a free six-pack on your mate Jimmy. Uh, it's for the Melbourne metro area. Same-day delivery before noon. Obviously, be over 18. Go check it out. They've got everything you need. And if you rock up anywhere without some booze this summer, after all the lockdowns and shit, absolute shit-like territories. Come on, sort yourself out. Even if you... Look, when I say shit-bloke, that's like... Gender neutral as well. Just like shit person territory. <laughs> so there you go. Right, yeah, Nas. Kuzma's big old knit jumper. Is this basically your granny dressing him up? Yeah, nah. Oh. I'll tell you what. Love my granny. Had to wear the old knit jumper in my time. I think we all did almost, didn't we? Uh, but this, uh, how did it go? Did you like it, Jimmy? Nah. Nah. A bit too Dolores Umbridge for me. Also, look, I don't mind a bit of a wool jumper when it's uh, super frosty. The weird thing is, unless you work in an office job and you're in Melbourne or whatever, just, you know, not much of a call for it for me at the moment. So it also just looked really scratchy. (laughs) So I'm kind of out on Kuzma's big old knit jumper. Right, the big one. Should Beef Stew have gotten a bigger suspension than the bloke who fucking hit him so he bled? Yeah, nah. Nah, of course not. Uh, this felt like the Joker thing for me as well. Like Joker versus the Morai. Uh, they should have gotten matching penalties. Because you knew that they were going to go after Beef Stew for the escalation side of things. Isaiah Stewart, it's in the pist- he's playing for the Pistons. Like He just sort of kept egging on and going through everybody. But at the same time, to have him cop double the fucking penalty... Of the guy who fucking elbowed the dude in a f- in the face is all kinds of fucked up. At the same time, Jimmy, is it understandable? Yeah, nah, yeah, of course. You know that LeBron called the league office and went, yeah, you're not suspending me for more than one game, are you, dickheads? And Adam's like, no, LeBron, no, I won't do that. I'll be good. And he's like, yeah, you fucking better be. <laughs> but I think it's fucked. Like, I understand the entire escalation side of things, right? But you're literally suspending a guy for something that didn't happen. Like, he was kind of egging it on, yelling at LeBron, but nothing actually eventuated, and you're like, well, that's worth a two-game suspension. Fucking what? Excuse me? Baking powder? What the shit? Makes no goddamn sense. Anyway, where is fucking elbow fucking head man? One game. Fuck you. Anyway, Kyle Lowry. Is he the most iconic Toronto Raptor of all time? Jimmy, yeah, nah. 
Interesting one. So he said in a uh, pretty fun interview, I'll say it now, I'll sign a one-day contract and I'll retire as a Toronto Raptor. That is my everything. So is he the most iconic Raptor? Yeah, nah. Nah, but he probably will be, if that makes sense. Like, in the end... Because, look, I'd say it's Vince Carter. Because I think of a fucking Raptors uniform, I think Vince Carter. But that's because I was a teenager when Vince Carter was a Raptor. You know? And I feel like there's a lot more Raptors fans now than there were when Vince was at his pomp. And then, of course, Vince Carter fucked the city and everyone was also like, fuck Vince Carter. But at the same time, I still can't look at a Raptors jersey and not think Vince Carter. So he's just, you know, iconic dunks, a legend put Canadian basketball on the map. Um, so I think at least for past generations, it's going to be Vince. But anyone who's a kid, teenager, fucking person in their early 20s now, or even just their 20s, shit, Big Buddha Carl Larry is probably it. He kind of just personified the rise of the franchise, right? He and DeMar and then Fred Van Vliet. Like maybe see Arkham at some point, but yeah, it's probably... Vince, and then it's probably Kyle Lowry, which is pretty weird to think about, but here we are. All right, unpopular opinion of the do. Now look at me, please. Look at me. 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 I don't want to really shit on the Jazz too much after today's game, but I kind of do, right? Like, isn't it a bit of a bellwether about their playoff vibes again? Where you look at this team and go, okay, cool. You're playing a pretty feisty team who want to win. You keep getting up. You build a lead. Bojan gets you back into it. Down the stretch, it's close. Bojan gets hot. And then you fucking bottle it. You give the ball to Donovan Mitchell, and he can't get anything half decent to go. Isn't that just what happens in the playoffs every fucking year to Utah as well? Like, I don't know. Like, it's fucking, like, what, 16 games in? Or how many games have Utah played? They have played 17 games. So it seems a bit on the nose. Be like, well, that could be endemic to what could happen to the playoffs, but at the same time, it sort of just bashes around the head the entire time going, well, they couldn't stop Triple J knocking in a three and Donnie Mitchell just couldn't get fucking anything to go right at the end. So what are we doing here? Are we just doing the same thing over and over with Utah? I don't know. All right, finally, our Burke Takehouse. It's Tuesday at our back. You know what that means? Yep, I'm jumping in the old, uh, what is it? classified section of the paper looking through and seeing if I can find me some uh, bar staff some kitchen staff because I'll tell you what today's special got loose and fucking killed everybody who works under this roof apart from me and a sous chef so tastes bloody delicious though it's cassowary casserole Tuesday only at Outback and today's flame grilled take is firing Luke Walton is just the start of Monty McNair's reign of terror just watch as soon as he can, he'll send Halliburton and healed off for Simmons. He'll send Bagley to Detroit for a bag of chips. And he'll finally really start rebuilding this team the way he wants to. Only that outback. I actually just think that's what's happening. <laughs> I don't know if that's a flame grill take. Um, but it does very much like uh, one of my favorite pieces to come out of the Luke Walton stuff was like we sort of talked about this on yesterday's show. It's like, just be more kings. Like, what do you, if you're going to fire him now, it feels very much like you already had those problems with Luke anyway, right? And you're like, well, maybe you could turn it around. And then he didn't within 16, 17 games. You're like, well, you're on your ass, mate. Off you go. And now you've got an entire season where it's basically treading water without your coach that you really wanted to. You could have maybe, you know, 
if you decided to move on from him last offseason, then you would have been able to choose pretty much from the list of candidates. Now it's the middle of the season. It's going to be a lot fucking tougher. But either way, I think this is... Uh, this should be Monty McNair's chance to just go carte blanche and just fucking start from scratch almost, right? Because they fucked the Luca pick. They took Bagley. They've just ruined all this. They've got Fox. They've got Buddy Heald. They've got Tyrese Halliburton. And they've got Davion Mitchell. And they have, like, Mo Harkless and Harrison Barnes as their wings. Like, they've just fucking screwed the pooch so hard. So, anyway. All right, let's take a quick break. Be back with the Australian player. Watch right after, let's say, this one. This is Nick Kay, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, really quick strand player watch. Paddy Thrills in that big win over Cleveland. Again, another really good game. 17 points, 5 of 9 from downtown, 6 of 10 from the floor, 1 rebound, 3 assists. He was awesome. And uh, I love, I think even a friend of the program and uh, recurring guest Chris Anstey tweeted out the fact that it, it's amazing to see players actually being run uh, on offense for Paddy Mills and him crushing it. It's like, yeah, I tell you. The only person who could hold Paddy Thrills back was Popovich. But anyway, jingles! And that lost to Memphis. 24 minutes, 2 points. 1 of 3 from the floor, 0 of 2 from downtown. 1 rebound, 2 assists, 2 steals, 2 turnovers. Oh, rough one for jingles, I'll tell you that much. Aussie Matty T, he's back, baby. Back in the starting lineup again today. He played an absolute blinder against the Kings. Uh, was covering Fox when needed down the stretch as well. 15 points, 2 rebounds, 3 steals and a block. Absolute terror. Shot 6 of 8 from the floor. 1 of 3 from downtown. Knocked in a couple of free throws as well. You'll love to see it. Gidzy up. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. Versus Atlanta. 15 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists. You little ripper. 6 of 13 from the floor. He went 0 of 5 from downtown. But look, it's not that bad. He uh, knocked in a bunch of threes last game. 3 of 3 from the free throw line as well. So that's always handy. Always a nice indication. The shot is going to be fine if the free throws are going in. One steal and two blocks as well for Gids. Really fun game. And a little bit of a jock, rock'em, sock'em, block'em, jock'em, Landale update. Was out there pre-game warming up with the other guys. So uh, hopefully out of the health and safety protocols and feeling good. On you, jock'em. Love to see that. Right, let's do the uh, Shane Hill shooter, shoot, 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 shot, line him up award. He threw it down. Are you healed? Praise the Lord for I'm healed. It is the Shane Heal. Shoot a shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up award. I'll tell you what, bit of a weird one this week. Shane Heal, shoot a shoot, shoot your shot. Light him up award goes to Dwight Howard. <gasps> so, Dwight's shooting 71.4% from three so far this year. That's uh, pretty, pretty, pretty fucking good. <laughs> He's a career 20% shooter from three, but this year, 71.4. That's pretty pretty fucking amazing, bruh. Uh, it's because he's kind of just gone, what, four of six in the last few games. He went one of one. He's five of seven for the season. It's incredible. But the other side of this is my name is Jonas Valanciunas. He's currently leading the NBA three-point percentage. He's knocking in 56% from three. He's like nailing 2.2... He's attempting 2.23s a game and hitting more than 50% of them. 56% from three. That's incredible. Look, 
People are like, oh, 2.2 attempts isn't much, bro. So that's more than what fucking Larry Bird took for six and a half seasons. Like, holy shit. Uh, but the thing is, so he and Dwight are absolutely crushing it. Like, Dwight's in the 50, 70, 35 club, where he's shooting 50% from the floor, over 70% from three, and 35% from the free throw line, which is incredible. Uh, but as a little bit of a tidbit on top of that, Patty fucking Mills, tell you what, he's third at the moment, easily the best on the most attempts at the moment in the NBA. He's shooting uh, around over six threes a game and knocking in about 48% of them. The next uh, best on those sorts of volume, uh, Joe Harris and Carmelo Anthony at seventh and eighth on this list. Like the other ones are sort of... Uh, Similar on the Valentunas level where they're knocking in, you know, two attempts a game. Well, they're, hit, they're taking two attempts a game and knocking in one or so. Whereas Patty Mills actually crushing it, shooting over six of them and hitting 48%. That's fucking gnarly. So, on you, Patty. Love to see it. Right. Time for the Patty Mills Game Day Ball or Game Day Twitter check-in. Nothing from Patty, but we've got a nice one from Joe. Jingling Joe Ingles out there. Doing his usual awesome stuff. So nothing like parents' love for their child. I sat down with Ingles's for candid conversation about their son, Jacob. Tonight at 9, we take a look at their efforts to give children with autism their best life. At Renee Ingles, at Joe Ingles, at Culture C, at Fox 13. So basically one of the um, the local affiliate there in Salt Lake City. Jingle and Joe Ingles, as always, talking about them. So how good their kids are. Absolutely love this. And uh, I also love the uh, Jordan Clarkson fan, all dressed up as the Jordan Jeremy Clarkson fan. All dressed up as Jordan Jeremy Clarkson. Pretty funny, so. Right, let's have a look at tomorrow's games and uh, make some picks. Do a little bit of a preview for each of them. What do you reckon? Let's do it. Game preview. Game preview. Oh, thanks, Inverting Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? Oh, yeah, got to run off and go grab the squid. We'll do a bit of NFL Australia today as well. It's going to be fun. Either way. Right, tomorrow we have Miami at Detroit and the Detroit Basketball Pistons are nine and a half point underdogs at home. Uh, I think this is an absolute belting by Miami. Uh, Detroit, look, they give you little flashes here and there. Big Deke Bay, Kay Cunningham, Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant. But Miami are just going to look for somebody to just beat up on, I think, at the moment. And uh, that's going to be Detroit. So I'm going to say the Heat by a lot. The Lakers, without LeBron James, go to the New York City Knickerbockers of New York City. The Knicks are three and a half point favorites here. And I think I kind of have to take them. Um, I think... They've got a lot of stuff to figure out. The Lakers come to town. Rusty, AD and co. I just don't think they've got enough. I think the Knicks, it's been a weird couple of weeks, but I think the Knicks have a big bounce back game in them. I think it's this one. So give me the Knicks against the Lakers. Denver, they're going to Portland. Oh, geez, that's a funny one. Um, because you've got Dame who's fired up at the moment. We don't know what's going on with Joker's uh, hand, but you do have Yusuf Nurkic. Hello, he's Bulls in bed. Uh, who loves to absolutely towel his old team. So I'm going to take the Blazers minus five and a half here as well. And who else we got? we got the Mavs playing the Clippers tomorrow. This should be a fucking ripper. Uh, the Clippers are four and a half point favorites. We saw this the other day. I'm going to take Dallas this time. I think we get a big extreme zinger meal game. The Clippers have looked a little bit off their game of late. Uh, they obviously lost to the Pelicans on the weekend, turned around and beat the Mavs on Monday, but I think the Mavericks can... Uh, Flip this up and reverse it and give me the Mavs plus four and a half. It's just a few too many points. Uh, but either way, it's a fun, fun schedule tomorrow. Four awesome games. And guess what? We'll wrap them all up for you tomorrow. Yeah, that's what we do. So in the meantime, make sure you're following us on NBA Australia's Twitter, Facey, IG, all that good stuff. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz chopping it up. That's what we do. 
Go hang out with Adam from World Wrestling Australia over on YouTube. It's his last episode of the year uh, prior to the holidays. Some lots of fun stuff. But also, Adam will always keep popping up, especially on Twitter, etc. So check that out. Just go check out World Wrestling Australia on YouTube. Follow FWCIE on Twitter for uh, all the links and everything that he does. Always great. Check out the NBA Australia shop, nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch. Chuck us a rating and review on your podcast app. Come on, I don't ask for much. Go do that right now, would you? 700 episodes we've done. The least you could do is go and rate and review the bloody show. <laughs> Manscaped.com. Use the code Australia. Get 20% off and free shipping. Look after your family jewels this Christmas. Ah, uh, thedailyliquor.com. Use the code Australia. Get a free six-pack if you're in Melbourne. Knowable. Download that from your app store. Get smarter today. And get 20% off with the code Australia. That's pretty smart. Big thanks. I've got to go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Uh, also, big thanks to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green Green, Green and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Apple Music, Spotify, however you listen to your tunes. Either way, check it out. NBA Australia supports Australian bands. So should you. All right, we'll close out with the brand new Jingles HR. And we'll have a big fun show for you tomorrow. How good's that? All right. In the meantime, this is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, hosen. G'day, Joe Ingalls here, out of Jingles HR, the world's leading HR solutions firm. Because yet, when I'm not sinking threes, blowing kisses, or looking after my kids, or perhaps steam cleaning all the furniture in the mansion I own in Paul George's head, I'm the world's leading HR expert, helping you with all your HR questions and problems. So, let's get to this week's question, shall we? It comes from a Kyle in Washington. Dearest Joe, I wore something a bit weird to work and now everybody is picking on me. What can I do to rectify the situation? Yours sincerely, Kyle in Washington. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Kyle, mate, yeah, nah, look, you've fucked up, mate. Big time. Uh, because that's the one thing you can't do is rock up to work in threads that you might reckon make you look a bit fancy but actually make you look like a little bit of a toolbox. So, yeah, HR directive here is that everyone is probably well within their rights to shit on you because you probably deserve it. You probably thought about it. You're like, that's pretty funny. Everyone went, yep, yeah, no, mate, sorry. So you wore it. You now have to wear the consequences. Seriously, it's in the HR handbook. Sorry, there's no way around this. Because even if you wear weirdest stuff or you go the opposite way and go straight normal charcoal suits for the rest of your life, your work might, workmates, they're all just going to give you shit about your fashion choices no matter what anyway. It's like, hey, remember when you wore that fucking stupid bloody thing, Kyle, you idiot? <laughs> yeah, not much you can do about that one. Sorry, Kyle. I mean, as we say here at Jingles HR, you wore it, now you have to wear it. So there you go. Not much help, I'm afraid, Kyle, but that's on you, mate. You made the decision. You fucked up. So that's all we've got time for this week. I'll catch you next week on Jingles HR. I've been Joe Ingles. Get a jab up, you.